Hey listeners, I have a little bit of a side note before the podcast starts. If you listened to my first episode, I talked a little bit about my anxiety. Well, one of the things I actually deal with is a fear of speaking. I also talked about how my anxiety has stopped me from doing things that I really wanted to do, and I really feel compelled to do this podcast. So, if I want to walk the walk, I actually have to talk the talk and speak. If I'm asking people to learn and grow, I have to also put myself out there and do something really scary. So this podcast was one of the first ones that I did, and I do sound very nervous because I was. I just want you to know that I have been growing so much in this process, and I'm really excited to have people join me in growing. Thank you so much for your support. And on to the podcast. Hi, this is Cami, and welcome to the I Know Kea podcast. Today's episode is a conversation with Mrs. X. She has asked me to withhold her name for privacy reasons. Mrs. X married, divorced, and remarried her ex-husband. Now, this situation isn't something that I can specifically relate to, but what I learned from her is universal. Mrs. X talks about what it means to be a true friend to both your spouse and within other friendships and also what it takes to not only forgive others, but to choose yourself. I am so grateful for her vulnerability and her willingness to share some of her experience with us. Mrs. X picked Off My Face by Justin Bieber to add to this episode's playlist. Head over to the I Know Kea podcast episode playlist on Spotify to check out the rest of the songs for today's episode. Please enjoy listening to Twice is Twice as Nice. Well, let's start from the beginning. Okay. Tell me about the first time you got married. Okay. So we met um, actually in high school. It was, um, I knew who he was my sophomore year. He was a senior, but we didn't actually go on our first date until like almost like the last week of school. So he was pretty much graduated when we first went on our first date. The first time I met him, I was in the hallway and I went up to him and I had a retainer with a fake tooth on it and I flipped it out. (laughs) (laughs) And he he said, I always remember being like, wow, we actually started dating after that. He went up to college and I obviously stayed in high school. We dated for four years before we got married. Um, So I was 19 when we got married the first time. Which is actually a long time to date, though. It is a long time. It felt like a long time, even though I was still one of my first, like one of the first friends out of our friend group to get married. Um, Because I was 19. I remember being so embarrassed to say I was 19. And I couldn't wait till I turned 20. (laughs) Because it sounded so much (laughs) older. (laughs) We waited for... Gosh, let's see. I didn't have my first kid until I was 22. So we waited a few years to have kids. And then 
life was grand. And then we got, we were married for 10 years before we got divorced. And when I say life is grand, like I honestly, life was grand. I was super happy. Um, you know, if you were to have this interview with him, I think he would tell you life was super happy too. Like it just, you know, we had some unexpected events happen that I don't think anybody thinks would happen to them or plan. And, you know, and then our life kind of fell apart. So what led up to the decision to get divorced and things kind of unraveling? Without going into too much of what the details were of, you know, why we got divorced. Um, you know, some things happened with him um, and he was just in a bad place. It happened pretty quickly and he wanted a divorce. I mean, honestly, it just kind of, he came to me one day and was just like, you know, I'm done. I want a divorce. And honestly, like I was shocked. Like I had no idea. I had, you know, literally no idea that anything was even going on. And so I was very shocked. I obviously didn't want that to happen. I, um, I asked, you know, if we could work it out, if we could go to counseling, um, you know, and unfortunately, by the time I found out about anything, it was kind of too late. And so it just was pretty much done and over. And honestly, our divorce was, it was pretty quick. He was very, very um, easy to work with, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know how you say it, but it wasn't like fighting in court, like a normal, like I have, a you know, since then I have like a lot of friends that have gone through divorces and they, you know, either mediation or going to court back and forth and just, and he never did. He was very, very, um, I don't want to say, I don't know what the right word is because I don't want to say like easy to work with because it wasn't, but he was very like agreeable and like he wanted, you know, the very best for us, which is such a weird thing. Even when I look at it, like even the day we signed our divorce papers, I can, I clearly remember signing them and just feeling so sad and sick. And I remember us hugging in the parking lot. Like we had just signed these divorce papers and it was like so weird but I remember like hugging him and being and like it's okay which I don't think that's probably normal <laughs> like you know what I mean I think you're usually yeah. probably not like speaking to each other and pretty hostile you guys were still best friends even though you were going through this maybe not best friends because but like it was I even when you do get divorced I don't know if many people know this but you have to take a class um, before they let you, like the court makes you take a class before they let your divorce be final. And we would go to that class together, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure no one probably goes to that class together. We would like drive down and go together and like go to dinner. <laughs> like it was just really bizarre, the whole thing. Which in reality, you should go to that class before you get married, but they don't require that for a marriage license. That's, that's a, that's a weird <laughs> thought. Yes. So, I mean, you knew him well before you got married and you're married for 10 years. So that's 14 years of time. Yes. Once it was final, how did you pick up and move forward? 
it was, it's so weird. Cause when I look back on it now, it's just kind of a surreal, it doesn't seem like it really happened to me. Um, I think that you're, you know, when you have something like this happen to you, I had three young kids. My baby was one. I was still nursing her. Honestly, like for a long time, I would like always tell people like she saved me because it was like, I mean, of course you love all your kids. But at the time, I remember she was a one-year-old and you know how one-year-olds are like, they're just crazy. And she wasn't, she would just sit on my lap all day long. Like it was the craziest thing. And and I like get emotional about it. Um, she like I was still nursing her and I remember thinking I should stop nursing her but it was like I felt so like attached also like you know what I mean it was kind of like I don't know I couldn't like let go a little bit and um I all I can say is I had a lot of great help um I was able to move into my mom and dad's basement and they they were huge helps I had some really good friends that like helped me my parents basement wasn't even finished and I had um some friends who their husbands like did major work for free (laughs) on my house so that I could live there and honestly it's so weird because I tell people this all the time and I'm not like I truly truly mean it like I know those were some of the hardest times in my life, but I also look back on it and I think I'm thankful for them. Like, I think it changed me. I know it changed me. Um, I see things differently. I, I think I was kind of in a bubble and I think that it just kind of opened my eyes and it wasn't easy, but it for sure is doable. <laughs> which you don't I think sometimes you just always think like I could never handle that like I could never you know and one thing I think I did learn throughout all of this is never say never because <laughs> you just don't know you know you always hear people say like oh that would never happen to me like you know my husband would never do this my husband would never do that or or I could never handle that so God wouldn't give me that and it's like no that's not how it works trials happen and you can, you know, you choose how you want to handle them. You can either you do it and you put one foot in front of the other or you don't. I think it just depends how you look at it. But I had a lot of great people to help me out. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, that's great. Being in Utah County, Mm -hmm. were people mostly supportive of you? Did you feel like there was any negativity surrounding you? or Um, I would say it, you know, for sure, both. I, I mean, that is probably, I have stories on that, that probably is for a whole other podcast, honestly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is hard. I do think around here, it's super, you know, people can be very judgmental. And, um, you know, I actually was talking to my parents last night about even doing this podcast. And, you know, one of the things we were talking about is the amount of respect we actually had for, um, for my husband, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if you think about it, I moved in to a ward that I grew up in when this all happened. So everyone in the entire neighborhood 
and Ward knew the situation. I mean, I no, no one knew details. No one knew exactly what happened, but they also they all knew that I moved into this ward, you know, single with my three kids. I started um, dating again and stuff. Um, he was so good to just come back to that ward, and I can't imagine how hard that had to have been and humbling. You know what I mean? And you and I think. We all know if you grew up, you know, if you, if you live around here, you know how it is, you know, that everybody's talking about it, you know, people are, you know, you could say, oh, they are not. Well, we all know that they are. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have a few friends that I was very close to during the situation that um, were very opinionated and they didn't like that I was getting back with him. And honestly, our relationships have never been the same um which is sad that being said my parents um they were unbelievable like throughout the entire thing they they were so kind to him and they never ever like I think of all the times that they could have just you know as a mama bear we all you know I don't I don't know that I would have been as kind as they were they were so nice to him throughout the entire time um, they never did anything to like where we couldn't recover from my best friend throughout it all. She, um, she saw the very worst of everything and she, um, st- uh, she had her husband at one point, kind of in the very beginning, he said to her, Listen, you do not say or do anything that you will regret, he said, because I, you just don't know. He's like, they could end up back together and you don't want to ruin anything, you know? So he told her right from the beginning, like, never do or say anything that you would regret. And she was so great because she saw and she, you know, she kind of lived everything with me. And she just would put a smile on her face. And even still to this day, it's funny because if you were to probably ask my husband, like, who's his favorite friend, he would say her because she just, she never judged. She never like, she just was so great. And she was there for me and she did everything that I needed her to do, but she also never judged him. And she'd be angry with him, at him with me. Yeah, I was going to ask that with breakups, a lot of people will immediately jump to bad talk, the spouse that they think was responsible and how hard that must be navigating like your parents or your friends that may have felt a certain way towards your husband. And then all of a sudden he's back in your life. Were there people that were shocked about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I don't even know the half of it. Honestly, you get to a point, though, where you just, you can't care. In fact, you know, when he first came to me to tell me that he, you know, a lot of, a lot of what happened, I think your mind protects you and it's kind of a blur, but there was one particular thing that I'll never forget. And it was when he first told me what had happened and that he wanted a divorce. I remember the first thing that came out of my mouth is, 
this is so embarrassing. I was so embarrassed, which here is my best friend, the love of my life, my the father to my children. And the, fir- the only thing that I can say is the thing that I'm worried about the very most is what are people going to think? And that's what is so sad and heartbreaking. And I think, you know, obviously we'll get into this, but like, you know, when I remarried him down the road and I knew people were judging me for it and I knew people, you know, have their own opinions, you just can't care. And that's where I think I finally like got to the point of is it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't. Yeah. And really, I mean, I haven't even shared with you like the first episode of the podcast because I talk about why I'm even doing this in the first place, because it's called the I Know KF podcast, which means I don't care because it's the progress of how long it takes to get to that place where you just can't care about what other people think about you anymore. You you have to stop caring about what your neighbors think, what your friends think what the, you know, it doesn't matter what they think, because what do you think? Like, what's your, that's the bottom line. And I, you know what I mean? And if I'm okay with it, then that's all that should matter. So it was kind of, but I mean, listen, when I can just sit and say that now, and I feel so passionately about it, but it wasn't like that. And letting people know that it's okay to live your life authentically in the way that you want to. And to be happy because you can't worry about everybody else. It's taken me years to get to that point. Okay. So once you're divorced, how long between the divorce to getting married again? Okay. So total, we were divorced for three years, actually. Um, I, I did date him for a full year before we remarried. Um, just because I wanted to make sure you know, that he was healthy and like everything was good. And I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to jump into anything again. And so I wanted to make sure that everything was good. So we did date for a full year. So we were divorced for two years. Um, During those two years, though, I will tell you, I did date. I'm sure he dated. For anyone who's listening to this that, you know, is maybe considering getting remarried. This is what I will tell you. One funny thing about us is we don't ever talk about that (laughs) time in our lives. I think it's like, you know, I remember when we first got married at one point saying to him, do you want to know everyone I dated? Do you want to talk about it? Because I don't particularly want, I'm, he was dating too. I don't want to hear about it. What would that do for us? You know what I mean? If we're moving forward, we can't take 10 steps back. Like we just need to move forward. And, um, I think it's funny because I worked for a therapist. I worked in a therapist office for a few years, a few years ago after we had been remarried. And one of the therapists that I work for, I adore him by the way, he's the greatest guy, but he came to me one time and he said, Hey, I have a couple who are thinking about getting remarried and they're just having a really hard time. And I just wondered like, if you have any advice for them. And he's like, cause I, I remember it so clearly. He just, he said to me, and it's this therapist, which you think like, 
you know, I don't know. It just surprised me that he would say this to me, but he was like, I just, I don't feel like I can like tell him because I just don't know how you did it. Like, I just don't know how you ever like got over it and like have moved on. And I remember being like, you're a therapist. Like, what, what are you saying to me? Like, and I remember I looked at him like in the eyes and I was like, you, you can't hold, well, you can't hold on to it. You got to let it go. And, you know, I think the biggest advice that I would have is like time, time heals, time heals, time makes you forget. It takes time. It's not like this just happened overnight. And I was suddenly like miraculously healed. It takes time. Um, and, but you have to be able to forgive somebody. And if you don't have the type of personality where you can forgive somebody, it may not work out for you. <laughs> yeah. I would think that you would have to completely let go of everything. You have to, you do. And you know, it's so funny. Um, for years, I have a really good friend who she always would say, I can forgive, but I can't forget. Well, if you can forgive, but you can't forget, then you haven't forgiven. Right. Because those go hand in hand. That So for me, I'm like, that doesn't actually, that doesn't make sense. Because if you can't forget about it, then you, you know, then you, there's no way you're going to move on. You're never going to forgive. You've never quite forgiven them then, you know? And I, I know for, for us, it was, there was a point where it had to be like, you know what? I don't care. I love you so much. I am truly in a place where I just want to move on and I want to let it go. So yes, I dated. Let me get back on track. I have a <laughs> tendency to do that. I dated. He dated. Um, it did happen. We don't really talk about it. Of course, there. I mean, it was two years, you know, but it's funny. Even throughout all that time, he and I, like we did every holiday together <laughs> with the kids. Um, even at Chris, like Christmas Eve, like he slept over, like it just, it's so bizarre when I think about it. Cause it's like, we were divorced, but it's like, we still were so involved in each other's lives. It wasn't quite, I don't know. It wasn't like a clean break. No, it wasn't. It's hard when you have kids, it just makes it, it's just a different, a different story. Yeah. So how did you start dating again? So I was really, really trying to move on and let it go. And it was so hard because I'll be honest, I would think I was doing so great. And then I would see him <laughs> at something and I'd be like, oh, gosh, I sure love him. <laughs> and I just tried so hard to be like healthy and moving on, you know, and I feel like I was finally like knew I had to, you know what I mean? I'm like, I got to let this go. And um, he had been going through a program and one of the parts of the program was making amends with people and different things. And he knew he needed to do that with me. So he just, he kept asking like, Hey, can I take you on a drive? Like, I really want to talk to you. And I kept putting him off and off. And I was like, no, I'm good. Cause I really was trying to just move on and kind of, not have us be so close. Like it was just really hard to, you know, get like move on when I still like was doing so much with him and like seeing him. So I was really trying hard and he just kind of kept, he didn't ever let up. He just kept being like, Hey, I really need to talk to you. I really need to talk to you. And finally I was just 
so frustrated. I was like, gosh, he won't let this go. Fine. Like, let's go. So we went on a drive and um, long story short, he was very apologetic and kind of, um, you know, let me know how sorry he was for everything that happened and just kind of let me know everything that he had been going through. And he was like, you know, I don't know if you'd would be able to but I would love to be able to just start dating like please and I you know at first I was like no I don't think so and you know he just he was very persistent and he kept asking and he was being so like one thing throughout the entire thing too is like he I would write myself he gave me a checkbook throughout the entire thing I would write myself my like alimony and child support Wow. <laughs> Which is so bizarre. You know how you hear like people getting divorced and their husband won't pay? Like that dude, he gave me a checkbook so I would write it out myself every month. Like it just like the whole thing was just so crazy. I know it's not normal. But he would um so anyways, after a lot of persistence, I was like, we can start, you know, fine, like we can start dating a little bit. And so we did, we took it slow, obviously then we got married. How long have you been married now? Um, it'll be 10 years in November. So you've almost been married longer the second time than you were the first time, which is amazing. Yeah. Isn't that, it's crazy, huh? So when you talked about your friend that never talked bad about your husband, would you say that is like your number one takeaway of how you can support somebody who's going through the same situation? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I do. I just think that, you know what, your friend is there for you. And she obviously supports you no matter what. As a friend, it's not your duty. It's not your job to like, tell them how they need to, you can give them advice. And you can tell them like, maybe you need, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. But it's not your job to like judge them or judge, you know what I mean? Any situation. I'll, you're really just as a friend, you're there to just be a friend, honestly, is like my takeaway. And like I said, I did, I had a couple of friends who, you know, they were pretty upset that I would forgive him. And I just remember thinking like, I don't understand why or how, because it's like, this isn't your, this, is, this didn't happen to you. Like this has nothing to do with you. Like, shouldn't you just be like supportive and, you know, a friend, but I, and I get it. I get that it's hard. And I get that. I think maybe too, more than anything there, it's probably just out of concern. I don't think that anybody probably means it mean. It's probably just more just out of concern. The biggest advice that I could give is just being there. I have a friend who, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this for a while, but she, I remember one time I said to her, I was very upset. It was a hard day. And I remember she could tell. And I remember she came over, she walked in my house and I was in bed and she climbed in bed with me. And she laid there with me. I remember she never once asked me any questions. 
she didn't, you know, she didn't have to get to the bottom of it and solve it. She just lay there. And I remember thinking at the time, like, that's all I needed was like somebody just to be with me because it's lonely. It's scary. It's lonely. And like, she just lay there. And honestly, I think that if you, if you know somebody that's going through it, if you, you know, if you're the one going through it, I think, I just think you need to, my best advice was, would just be to just listen. Don't have to give every opinion that's running through your head. (laughs) Just don't judge and don't, and just listen and just, I don't know. I think that it's not our job in this world to judge everyone. It's not. I think you were probably instrumental in helping too, because he had, he had to get healthy in order for you guys to get to where you are now. How did you support him, even though you were having this difficult thing that you were also dealing with and your kids, like you still had to be there for him. I mean, every couple has their battles or whatever. Like we weren't perfect, but like we had a really good marriage. Like we really did. Like I, you know, I truly married like my best friend and, you know, so that was so hard. And I do know this, I know like dating you know, for a little bit that I did date, everybody has baggage and everybody has issues. And what I, what I got from it was, um, you know, the thing about him and I is he wasn't controlling. He doesn't have a temper. He, um, he really, he's so mellow. He's such a great dad. Um, and as I was dating, it was like, you know, I, people are crazy. I dated some like control, so much control. And like, I just didn't want that. I was like, no, I'm not going to like, I had such a great thing. I don't want that. And I'm pretty independent anyways. And so that was really hard. I just, I was like, this is not right. Like, I don't understand how these people are like, you know, like, I don't want this. And here's the other thing that you don't think about when you do have kids. And when you're dating, when you're older is everybody has baggage. And that was honestly kind of the situation is I dated and everybody like if, and I don't mean that their kids are baggage, but let's be real. You are not going to find anybody who doesn't have kids, doesn't have an ex-wife, doesn't have all these things, which we're just going to call it the baggage. (laughs) And when when we talked about um, getting remarried, you know, that was one of the things that hit like was the most tempting to me is that, you know what, his baggage is my baggage. Remarrying him, his kids are my kids. I don't have to do the step kids. Not that I don't think I could love somebody's kids because listen, I like love my friends kids like I love them like my own like ask anybody like I do I love kids but we all know it's a little different and I didn't you know and I knew then I wouldn't have to deal with an ex-wife you know what I I mean there were so many there were I feel like there was a lot of like positive things if I if we were to remarry that I once I knew he was like better and I just felt like 
gosh, it just would be so much easier to just remarry him because I still love him. He still is my best friend. And we have kids together. We have this life together. Like, yeah, we had a little hiccup, but at the end of the day, I think we both are better people from it. And I know it's not for everyone. People still think it's weird (laughs) if they hear about it. And I know people still judge me, I'm sure. And guess what I think about that? I don't freaking care. I don't. I love him. I don't tell him probably as much as I should. But if you if you were to tell me when I before I ever got married to him the first time, if you were to tell me that this would happen to me and that you'd be able to marry him for 10 years and then you would go through hell for a few years but then you could be back with him. I think I would choose it. I I don't think I know I would choose it because for me, you know, he's such a great guy. He's the best. If you know him, you love him. And honestly, I would go through all of it again. If I, even if I knew like it was worth it. And honestly, I, I do know this too. Like, Before all this happened, I was in a bubble. I cared so much about what everybody thought about me. I, you know, I had everybody, my kids' clothes had to be perfect. It was all about how something looked. And I was very much had my head in the clouds. And I will tell you this, you know what? I am such a better person than I was before. And this you know what, this, it changed me. It did. And it changed me for the better. And I'm so, I'm honestly so thankful for it. And you, I know you hear like, oh, your child, you know, they can make you stronger, better, whatever. And I can honestly say, like, I truly believe that, like, this made me who I am. And I feel like I'm way less judgmental. I'm, you know, I I know that I can love and accept everybody and I don't care what somebody thinks. Like, that's not what's important. Do you know what's important to me is my family. And that's all. That's all that matters. It's a great story. Your life can be enriched by embracing the fact that it's not perfect. You're awesome. I love you. (laughs) Okay. I love you. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.